Hi, I'm Brett with the Craft Beer Connoisseurs, and before this episode begins, I just wanted to provide you with a little information on who we are and how you can stay updated on all of our content. This podcast was created to showcase craft breweries and indulge in interesting conversation. We want to help promote a variety of breweries and along the way have conversations ranging from sports to beer and beer to just about anything. Please feel free to follow us on Instagram at Craft Beer Cons, send a Fred request on Untap, or subscribe on YouTube at Craft Beer Connoisseurs. Also, drop a comment, like, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to your podcasts. Now stay tuned for today's episode. Welcome to Craft Beer Connoisseurs. I'm Brett. I'm Chris. And I'm Tyler. And along with us today is producer Justin. Hey, Justin. Hi, so, Justin. <laughs> in today's episode, we'll be reviewing Broken Stick Brewing Company out of Hammond, Ontario. Yes, we shot up north for this one, eh, boys? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so let me uh, tee up the uh, two beers that we're going to be trying today. Uh, the first is the Hazer Beam, which is a New England IPA. And the second one is the Darkest Hour, which is a dark saison, the first saison we've had on the podcast. It is. You don't see a lot of saisons. No, so no, no. But it's saison time of year. And to, <laughs> and to end of this round, I mean episode, we're going to talk about our experiences with golf. Hey, we're back. Hi, Look at us. Everybody. We're back. We're back again. <laughs> On the next so, tee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. First hole, here we yeah. are. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Broken Stick is located at 600 Dew Golf Road in the village of Hammond. Uh, the GPS might put you in the city of Clarence Rockland, but either way, it's about we, half an hour. It's about half the right hour. location? <laughs> Round the area. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Whatever way you look at it, uh, cool. they're about half an hour from downtown Ottawa. Now, the fun part, and kind of team up in the conversation we're going to have later, it is the only brewery in all of Canada to be located on a golf course. All right. Wow. Yes. So That's it's situated at convenient. the... Yes, so it's situated at the Hammond Golf and Country Club. So obviously that is a great combination. Golf and beer, that's like my two things. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to put a little uh, thing out to our producer here. That's two tee up uh, jokes by uh, Brett. So <laughs> keep a track, keep track of what we got going for the rest of the episode. So yeah. the brewery, the brewery is co-owned. It's got uh, three partners, uh, Stefan Declare, Leonard Gendron, and Aaron Markle. So uh, Aaron, I guess, was a local contractor or is a local contractor in the area, right? Maybe. Seems to me. Okay. You did the research, so we're going to trust you. <laughs> you are correct. On that one. 100%. Right. <laughs> That's right. And yeah, and Len- Leonard actually owns the golf course where the brewery is located. So um, Stefan and Aaron were actually involved in another project in Ottawa, uh, but then the other partner in that project backed out and uh, they wanted to have their, new s- their own site and right. a little bit closer to home so that they kind of settled on being on the golf course. Yeah, what a happy accident, eh? Yeah. <laughs> just to settle to be on a golf course? Just I, a nice backup, yeah. That, that's yeah. nice to fall into that. Yes. So Gendron was looking for a way for the golf club to be different. And obviously, what better way to be different than a craft brewery, right? Put the yeah. craft brewery on the golf courses. I mean, it's not on the eighth hole, but like, you know, it's a mix <laughs> of that. Anyway, um, so Markle's dad was actually the club captain and figured it'd be a great fit. Uh, for bringing a brewery to the small village of Hammond. Right, right. Some would yeah. say a perfect marriage, you know? Yeah. Golf, beer. 
I guess I, I, I'm, I'd be married to that. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get to who's golfed a lot and who hasn't golfed a lot, but I, I guess it would be a pretty good combination, except for probably the back uh, back night might get a little bit sloppy, depending if you went and visited the clubhouse in between, right? Uh, the 19th hole is always the best hole. Yeah, exactly. You, <laughs> you definitely got to gotta have a few beers after, and then if they're craft beers, then even better, right? Right. Uh, um, yeah, so the the brewery is actually also part of the Hammond Hill Eco Resort, which is Canada's premier eco experience and wilderness resort. Um, so they're not just a golf course, not just <laughs> a brewery. A, there's a resort there. It's a, it's a wilderness resort too. They got a few things going on. Let's just say that. Yeah. So, so we, you can you can hit a bunch of things in one I, trip. I was just gonna say it, it's a huge destination kind of spot, and it's something I don't think any of us have really thought about or, or really looked into prior to this episode, right? So I, I'm actually kind of interested in saying, hey, when things kind of open up and whatnot, that that might be a, actually a pretty sweet location to kind of go for a, a long weekend. I'm down. Yeah. yeah no, I wasn't saying together. Oh, excuse, oh, you're just, excuse oh, me. If I, I apologize if I misled you. <laughs> I was just saying in general. Uh, okay. Something well, for you, you to do. Okay. You know what? Okay. You, you, you FaceTime me from there and just yeah. give me the lay of the land. I will. So they're brewmaster. So let's get into a little bit about the, a little bit more into the, the brewery and the brewmaster. So the brewmaster, David, um, used to work for the federal government as a biologist. And so, wow. again, we've seen some of these kinds of career changes where they're in one uh occupation one field and then switch over but i i would almost like to think that some of that uh, science is kind of playing through in the beers right so i i could see the connection i could see the transferable skills amazing that there's some science involved with beer yeah, yeah. there you go and i wish golf. i paid hey i wish i paid attention in chemistry way back in the day when i was in high school maybe it would have you know become a brewer myself yeah. if they told you that if you paid attention during chemistry you could learn how to brew beer then yeah. <laughs> like, right well, i'm only paying attention right now but instead i'm a great beer taster there and reviewer well. not and beer so maker. because of that they do have 39 i believe different beers yes which so they yes. do have some staples uh yep. they've got molly's which is a red ale happy to be here which is a cream ale um, and then I think you noted in here, Brett, that they had some uh, fun with some of the names as Hoppy Gilmore and Questionable Caddy. Yes. I've had a so, couple of questionable caddies in my day. Yep. <laughs> so we're not, not the, the only we're not the only ones with uh, the, the golf puns going on. The, no, the not at all. It's kind of expected, well. though. It's kind of uh, expected. You gotta have fun with it. Uh, so obviously they just also released a couple new beers besides the uh, Darkest Hour, which is what we're gonna be review later on. Uh, so D- Desert Storm or dessert storm um so it's a double pastry stout with a coffee cake <laughs> I, flavor i love yes, the, the quotation yes i love the yeah. head gestures that nobody else can see but it's great it adds to uh, it you know what eventually we'll do a video and you can see yes. me go like this <laughs> <laughs> and the other one is uh, smell the flowers so uh we actually kind of uh had some fun with them on instagram a little back and forth there um it is a beer de table uh, which is otherwise known as a uh, farmhouse ale Nice. Yes. Beer to table. Wow. Yes. Interesting. So their main uh, slogan on most of the cans, uh, especially the staples, is uh, keep it crafty, friends. Okay. Which is nice. And nice. we'll see that as as you uh, hey. as you, t- you tell us about the cans once we get into them. We'll, sure. we'll get there. We will get there for sure. Yeah. So they do have a collaboration right now with Little Ray's Nature Center, and it's a, for a beer called Gator Ale, which is a New England IPA. And they're 
giving $1 from each can that they sell um, to Little Ray's Foundation for Animal Rescue and Education Support, which nice. helps uh, it helps fund the overall needs of animals and their care. So, uh, cool. again, seeing another yeah. brewery kind of help out in the community. Another and, great initiative. Yeah. Yes. Uh, exactly. Very good idea. Yeah. And I know um, I've seen Little Ray's when they came to Masonville, like during March break. A couple okay, times yeah. back when I was younger, yeah. Right. I don't know if you remember, you guys remember that, but yeah. it was yeah. a fun time. Yeah. Uh, so let's get into the delivery of the beers. Because that's how what we care fast, about. Yeah. How fast they got to us. It was incredible. It, like, it was super it fast. It was a record. So I, I will say the beers did get delivered to my house. I think Steph- we are emailing with Stefan, and he emailed us like a Thursday afternoon, let's say 4.30, that they were on the way. Friday morning, I think around 10.30, they arrived. It's insane. There's only one thing faster than these beers, and it's Chinese food in Windsor at 2 o'clock in the morning. But beyond that... (laughs) That's not a lie. (laughs) Beyond that, this was super quick. Super I was quick. thinking. I was thinking the old pizza pizza downtown Stratford at two o'clock in the morning after a night at Bentley's. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know about getting delivery from there, but you can pick it up. That's I, true. Yeah, so they do charge. Uh, I believe it's fifteen dollars for uh, shipping on orders um, over forty dollars, which really isn't. Uh, and that's in Ontario, so that's really not that Anywhere, that bad. Yeah. Especially if you get a couple of guys together and and whatnot and pitch in and get get a fair amount of their beers and try a, a variety of them, right? Yeah, yeah, you got it. I mean, it definitely sounds like they got some good stuff going on. And obviously, I mean, we get to try two of them very shortly. So pretty pumped about that. Right. And so did you take a look at any kind of like interior pictures? Because obviously we haven't been there before. And um, I just didn't know if we had kind of a general feel of what it looked like or street view or something. Yeah. So I know this is one of the things that um, one of the breweries, I believe in the last little while that we haven't really been to or haven't had before, right? Like mm-hmm. we are going in blind to this one. Um yeah. Um, so in terms of the actual, like, you know, brewery inside and whatnot, uh, it is also kind of a restaurant. So they provide like burgers, sandwiches, you know, when they can be open due to, uh, COVID lockdowns. Uh, but it does look like an, like, and again, one of those nice rustic feels inside, right? Somewhere where you feel like, you know, after golfing along 18 holes, you can enjoy yourself for a while and, and get a driver to pick you up and take you home. Right. All right. <laughs> not, not bring, not bringing up the Callaway again. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, uh, is there anything that we want to do with our information, Brett? While we kind of move oh, on. Oh, let's see here. What do you think about putting it on our social media? Yeah, we could do that. That sounds yeah. like something we should do, right? Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Let's do it. All right. So, after struggling to stay under 100 in that round, we're going to hit the 19th <laughs> hole. Four. Oh, sorry, boys. Just my, my, my natural slice coming out. Here. I was going to say that's typical Tyler. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, good alliteration there. Uh, so we want to start off here in this next segment by thanking Stefan for supplying the beers for today's episode. So thank you. Yes. Thank you very clap. much. And for, clap. and for the very speedy delivery. Yeah, super quick, super quick. Uh, so as previously mentioned, the first beer is called Hazer Beam. So on Untapped, it is labeled as Hazer Beam. Gamma Ray. Okay. Yeah, uh, it, yeah. just, if guys, just if you guys are playing at home. Yeah, yeah. just <laughs> if you're playing at home. So it is a New England IPA uh, with 6.5% ABV and 55 IBUs. Right, so nice. it's not too bad, not too heavy, but yeah. sh- sh- she'll get you. Yep. Yeah, for sure. I think it'll get to me a little bit. Right. So in a hopocliptic world, bland and tasteless beers rule the day. So tired of their predecessors, monotone beer 
A flavor rebellion has risen to the fizz. Mm. You like the storytelling here? <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, what is this? This is beautiful. <laughs> it's like I'm previewing a movie here. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so this hazy IPA will, will excite your taste buds into a flavor revolution with an intense, juicy fruit flavor. I hope so. Nice. I'll look so, forward to that there. This beer was brewed with a few different malts. They used two-row oat and wheat, as well as caraform, and they used three different hops in it, uh, Huel Melon, Mosaic, and Eldorado, and then it was also brewed with a foggy London ale yeast. Hmm. So, mm. so some, of that, some of that we've never had. Correct. Or maybe we have. And we just didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not on the podcast, at least, in all fairness, right? So right, correct, correct. A bit new. Um, so on Untapped, you can follow us at Craft Beer Connoisseurs. The overall rating for Hazer Beam, Gamma Ray Edition, if you will, is a 4.15 bottle cap set of five and a total of 41 check-ins. So wow, that's a good ho- rating. Hopefully that's up to date. We'll get uh, the producer, if he can turn his attention to it and make sure that's good, while we start consuming this beer. So... I also then have this wonderful next part here. So grab your glasses and grab your beers and let's open her up. Ah, uh, there it is. Uh, All right. Uh, there it is. There, there's the comment. All right. So. <laughs> <laughs> One thing before you get this started. This is just like me in the fourth hole. Before you get beer. Start, started, Chris, is that uh, I believe that this beer is currently out of stock on their website. So thanks to the producer for finding that tidbit of information. So, People like this beer. All 41 yeah. of them yeah. sold out. Well, I'm sure there's Small more batch. than 41 people that have had this beer. Just Unfortunately, not everyone uses Untapped. But, uh, we, but they we are, should. They should. Absolutely. And follow us. Yeah. So we are drinking the Hazer Beam out of an IPA glass today. So make sure to use your proper glassware. Now, I know, again, uh, I'm sitting in a very, very dark room because that's the way I like it. Um, but I can see this beer and look at that head retention yeah i i didn't pour too much head on mine actually oh, but this is my head's just like lingering here like picture perfect yeah this uh this smells amazing um, oh oh ju- yes it does producer justin is saying it smells unreal so I, I i totally agree like tons of like citrus just hitting me i appreciate you giving the pg version of what uh, producer justin is saying Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it does smell good. It it looks phenomenal as well. It's got that kind of peachy tone to it, or that mango kind of feel as well. You guys have already talked about the head retention. Um, yeah, I'm more on, hazy. On, Brett, on Brett's pour yes. than on on your pour there, Chris. So yeah, uh, so you look to be in the middle of us. Looks like because my head is still very very strong there. Oh yeah, we're, yeah. Yeah, we're about the same. Uh, we're we're yeah. up there. We're up there. Yeah. Look, and Justin, Justin's got a pretty decent head too. Yeah, and so I guess when we get talking about it, sometimes the uh, size of the head of the club or the head on the beer doesn't matter too, too much. It could be, you know, an inch or two inches, and uh, that's a decent head on this New England IPA. So, hey, in- Inches matter in the game of golf. That's so, yeah. true. It's true. Yeah. All right, boys. Uh, we've all kind of smelted. Do you want to start tasting her up a bit? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm all right. Excited. Let's do that. Let's do that. Yeah, it's good. I like yeah. that. Mm. Smooth. Oh, yeah, that goes down real smooth. 
Yeah, that's nice and smooth. And you can you you get that. So I think it said fifty five IBU. You get yep. you, yeah. you can you can feel that fifty five, but it's not overpowering or anything like that. It's um, just ahead, highly yeah. crushable. Yes. Yeah, the six point five. I was going to say it doesn't really jump out either, right? So it doesn't have like that boozy kind of flavor to it. I think no. the uh, the melons that that kind of flavor stands out a fair amount. It's it's well done, well done for sure. This is a great beer to sip on if you're waiting for your foursome ahead of you on the seventh hole while sitting in your golf cart. Yep. You know, we should have done a tally at the beginning of this as well as how many different holes we're going to reference. Because I think we've got the 19th, the 9th, the 4th, and now the 7th. If, if a little bit of my savantness is coming through. For, if you're playing at home, start at the beginning and maybe play it back and see what we can knock out every hole here. Yeah. Has and anybody talked about the second? <laughs> no. We're doing it all unintentionally. So maybe yeah. we'll cover them all. So. For sure. Yeah. yeah. If, if not, we're just going to ramble them all off at the end. Cover the bases. <laughs> oh, goodness. But yeah, what, no. What are you guys tasting in this? Definitely get mango and peach. Okay. And melon as well. Because obviously the whole melon, but. Yeah. So you know there's going to be melon involved, but. I'm getting a lot of that mango, I would say. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, probably a, a little bit of peach on it. Um, but yeah, it's really, really good, really smooth. Um, but balanced right because like i said you can feel that 55 ibu but it still doesn't hit you right and i'm i'm kind of in the same um golf course as you there i was gonna say ballpark but we might as well keep it thematic <laughs> uh so i'm on the same golf course as you i i agree i think um, it is very balanced you do have a little bit of that mango kind of coming to the forefront the peach is a little bit subdued but um and then the, those melon kind of aftertones as it kind of settles itself out but um well done again smooth very smooth yeah. this is if this is the uh, real introduction to broken stick i think i'm going to need more than just this beer in the next one i think we may have to uh, order <laughs> some more right right i think yeah. uh the producer here has written a wonderful comment and i always kind of think of this too and i think it'd be absurd if it wasn't true but uh the comment is would hope that the beer carts contain these beers on the course um I would hope so. It'd be horrible marketing if they had other beers. <laughs> but I would also then uh, caution the cart individuals selling the beers to really make sure they don't overserve. Because with a craft beer, instead of just having a uh, top three or top five beer that's more light, yeah. something like this, you'd want to make sure somebody's not ordering 10 of them um, on holes 11, 12, 13. <laughs> 14 i think i got those three knocked out okay yeah <laughs> I, I, I think if you run into the uh in, into the beer cart at the halfway house and you're having a good round probably you don't want to get a bunch of these because your round will just go downhill from there What's the other way? <laughs> my hill my round always goes downhill on the back nine um because probably i am busy looking at cans okay oh beer, beer cans sorry yeah. Sometimes you know, beer cart girls can be okay looking. Um, <laughs> but we'll say is the can um, almost has like a robot with the uh, almost op- does have a robot or most certainly does. has. Uh, can either confirm nor deny. Uh, no, I will confirm that it does have a robot uh, with the eyes kind of hazering to the bottom right of the uh, label. Uh, it's very colorful, very attractive in terms of the actual label itself. It yep. would stand out if you were, you know, I know they're not in the LCBO right now, but if they were to go, this would be one that you'd look at and be like, oh, that's a cool design. I need that. And then right. when you taste the beer, you need more of it. 
Right. Yeah, they must have seen my um, drives because they're just hazer beams off the tee. So uh, makes sense. You know, <laughs> I get it. I get it. So the top Usually five flavor profiles. Up. Yeah, top five flavor profiles. Um, let's get some comments as we go through it because we've been back and forth on this, but interrupt as you will. Uh, number one, hazy. Agreed. It yeah. is hazy. Yeah. Number two, smooth. Yes. 100%. Absolutely, it's smooth. So producer saying that uh move that one up to el numero uno um, i think they're interchangeable i agree with that they're kind of one two one a one b kind of thing for yep. sure so maybe that that's hole one should be smooth and then hole two hazy uh hole three balanced i yeah, like it I, I think it's totally balanced yeah. right and then we move on to the fourth hole obviously and this one reminds me a lot of brett juicy Amazing. Nice. Not yes. sure what you mean by that, but yeah, it's definitely <laughs> Long <juicy. laughs> story, Chris. Long <laughs> story. There it is. And number five, uh, to not reference something that uh, Brett already did, but Melanie. Um, and not and not and not the girl <laughs> cart. Uh, uh, <laughs> not the cart girl, Melanie. Uh, the melon of the uh, flavor profile. So, um, yeah, I think we have a, a bit that we'd probably move around a little bit, but all five are in at least my my taste as as well as the producers. So, what do you guys? Yeah. You guys, are yeah. All and, and I and I think Justin's has a good point here. So he's saying that in this top five, there's not really like a throw in which we often see, right? Like all five of these are really bang on with what we're actually getting in this beer. I agree. So speaking of untapped, maybe we should get some thoughts from different users on these beers. So Tyler, go nuts, my friend. Yeah. So the first one is Patter, as in Pitter Patter, I guess. Patter SL Pat 67 is a handle. On February 8th commented, first sampling of Broken Stick Beer Order. Mango, pineapple, melon notes, juicy, thick, smooth, nice. And they give it a four out of five. Nice. I agree with all that, by the way. For yes, all I, I do as well. Yep. All right. So next one comes from Barry B. Uh, handle is B. Beldam on April 23rd. Said juicy, lots of mango and pineapple. And Barry gave it a 3.5 out of 5. And uh, interesting to note is that Barry's profile states that he only checks in unique beers, which... I agree with, um, right. but says he gives his own basic rating. So five is amazing. Four is preferred. Three, he'll do it. Two, if there are no alternatives, and one is never again. So, so, so in this case, <laughs> he will do as well as preferred. Okay, yeah, yeah. he's half, he's halfway <laughs> in between. <laughs> all right, yeah, good rating system. Like, yeah. <laughs> right. So, speaking of ratings, I'll, I'll give us a start. Um, I like this beer. Um, it's it's not a five, but it's pretty damn close. I'm going to give it a 4.75. Wow. Right. Wow. wow. Uh, it is a really good beer. I'm not quite at 4.75, but I'm at 4.5. All right. And I'm going to be at a 4.25. Great beer. And the producer is also at a 4.5. All right. Well, as we just wait for Justin to do some math here, um, that's giving us an overall of 4.5. All right, so let's get ready for the back half as beer number two is coming up. Well, looks like we're on the back half there, boys, because yeah. we're doing beer number two. Yeah, I like back the back nine. half. Back nine. You got it. Almost so, home time, baby. Almost home time. Yep. <laughs> almost, almost Uber time. Anyway, yep. <laughs> the second beer we're having today is called the Darkest Hour, which is labeled as a Dark Saison. 
It has an ABV of 6%, right spot on the money, okay. and 19 IBUs. Um, so, on untapped, it has 45 check-ins with an average rating of 3.73 bottle caps out of 5. Nice. Nice. So, this Dark Saison delivers a mix of earth tone and co- cola flavors with Belgian Saison twist. Okay. It's gentle. Yeah, and it's gently spiced for added complexity. They produce a beer for inner contemplation and outer conversations. May this dark saison bring you comfort during your darkest hour. So whenever you're way off in the woods, you're looking at a quadruple bogey, get out this dark saison. <laughs> <laughs> That's your darkest hour. And start crying <laughs> yeah. immediately. Uh, I've made a few quad bogeys before. I feel as though this beer might be something I should pull out. I got uh-huh. that for sure. All right. So I'm going to go through the ingredients listing here. It's uh, put in here very much like the back of a cereal box. So malt, (laughs) we have (laughs) two row, Vienna, Munich, chocolate wheat and rye, hops, Northern Brewer, other, vanilla, cinnamon, cherry bark, nutmeg, star anise, coriander, orange peel, yeast, saison ale. So that's what they state uh, on, on <laughs> as the ingredients. Um, now, some people have uh, kind of looked at this and said, hmm, this kind of got like a little bit of a root beer without the sweetness. And with that being said, I'm going to add the sweetness into this podcast and say, grab your glass, grab your can. Brett, you look like you want to say something, bud. Spit her out. Say, like, I thought you were going to grab like your mug root beer and your A&W and your Barks and just do like a root beer thing. <laughs> Root beer connoisseur. Yeah, root beer connoisseurs. There you wow. go. <laughs> you know what? We might do that for the uh, under uh, 18 group someday. Maybe a producer special on uh, root beers for the kids special. Yes, and we'll do there like mango, go. apple, and juices. It'd be great. There you go. <laughs> All right. So grab your glass, grab your beer. Uh, let's pull this one out and let's open it up. There it is. Again, as I say. Usually when I make a hole-in-one, that's what I say. Oh, there it is, because I make a lot of hole-in-ones. Yeah, I bet you do. Uh, Save that conversation conversation for later, because I'm actually generally curious. I'm sure everybody else is. All right, so we've never had uh, a Saison on the podcast, let alone a dark Saison. So we are actually drinking this out of a tulip glass. So you can drink your Saison out of a tulip, a chalice, a snifter. Um, So make sure to use your proper glassware. I mean, you can just drink it out of any glass, but I we prefer a chalice or a tulip for sure. Just yes. taking a picture here, taking a picture. Yes, you do that. So uh, let's get a look at the. Okay, it's kind of got that cola smell, like with the it, little. Yeah, it, it it does. It smells kind of like a coke. <laughs> yes. Hopefully, it's not a coke because they fool us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine a craft craft brewery saying, Oh, it's a it's a beer. All of a sudden it's just literally a Coke or like an RC Cola. <laughs> RC Cola Man, that would be the worst. <laughs> be the they worst. just put their label on it. <laughs> yeah. Rebottle the two liter and split her up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they call that a plastic growler. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, let me uh, let me take a look at this one here and give her a smell. Well, it's definitely dark. You know, it's called that a dark is correct. Saison. Yep. It, it is certainly dark. Uh, you, if you didn't know it was a dark saison and you just kind of stumbled upon it, you could probably mistake it for a stout uh, or a porter or something like that. Yeah. Um, but then once you smelt it, you'd say no. But you definitely, definitely doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. 
<laughs> so I'm looking at this, and so as you say, it kind of looks like that stoke kind of um, like the darkness of it. However, yep. the carbonation of this is like the ale, so it's not like yeah. that stoke. You do get the carbonation and those those bubbles kind of um, uh, traveling vertically in their rows, if you will. It's better when they travel vertically versus horizontally. I will say that. It means that the beer's been brewed if well. That's the case. You've got your glass upside down, or <laughs> you want to fix that? If I have my glass upside down, all the beer would be out of it. That's true. That's <laughs> that true. is true. Yeah, but I do get that kind of like I, I don't know it, the cola kind of root beer kind of smell to it. Whether it's kind of like a um, a days old uh, root beer that's kind of just sat out and kind of has like a flatness to it, right? A little so you flat. Get, yeah, you get you get that aroma still kind of coming through. Is anybody getting the like the nutmeg or the cinnamon out of the smell? Let me let me get into a little this bit game. of the yeah. nutmeg. Get, get that snifter of, in there. Yeah. <laughs> a little, little bit of the nutmeg. Um, okay. A little bit. And, maybe, and there's, not, I, maybe not that cinnamon. Sorry. Chris. Yeah. I'm not getting a lot of cinnamon, but it's interesting because there is a ton of adjuncts in this beer, right? So there's kind yes. of a lot of flavors at play on this one. Well, should we taste it now or what do you think? Yeah, I, th- I think yeah. so. Okay. Yeah. Well, right. I'm going to be interested. It, so. I'm interested in this. All one. right. I, I'm going to be looking at everybody's face as they sip it. All right. Let's go. Let me get another swig of that. That's interesting. It is really interesting. Yeah. Like I don't There's know a lot to, of things going on there. Yeah, I don't know where to kind of put it taste-wise. Like I, I, I kind of so I, I probably wouldn't have picked up on this without hearing it, but when they mention root beer without sweetness, I do get that, right? Where I, yes. yeah. yeah. And I think part of that might be because the vanilla is driving it a bit. Yeah. I don't know if you guys are kind of getting that as well. So sometimes with that root beer is you do kind of get a little bit of a vanilla. I almost kind of like think push. it's I almost think it's like I don't know if you guys have had the cherry vanilla cokes in the States. Yes. Yep. Almost like a flatter cherry vanilla coke. Well, it's not even it's not even flat, you know. Like, no, it's definitely not flat. Because yeah, but I understand like the 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 flavor profile to it, and I think it kind of again the earthiness. Like I do get mm-hmm. that driving kind of like earthiness feel to it. Mm-hmm. Um, again, maybe that's that root beer kind of connection because obviously root beer with the root and and, and bringing it back to the natural sugars, um, and maybe that's kind of where this is kind of going with it as well, right? Like I I don't get the orange kind of peel like i know it's no i'm not getting any orange, orange out of this peel, but yeah, me um i think with the malt that's in there that chocolate wheat um the, i mean we we always see a lot of two row uh vienna we've seen that a lot uh munich from time to time but like that chocolate wheat maybe as well with that uh that vanilla kind of feel is really kind of maybe driving this beer yeah i'm okay. getting like uh, on the back end just like a tiny tiny hint of chocolate Almost right. And anyone, I think that, okay. Yeah, I think that's coming from that malt. Not nothing crazy, but just a tiny little bit to know that it's there. Is anybody getting like the coriander orange peel? No, no, no. no I, I'm no, not getting I'm that not. either. Okay, no. And so, uh, producer is making a comment as well. Like, this is probably not the beer that you're going to be pulling out necessarily while you're out there doing that back nine. You'd probably be looking for that IPA or that new. Oh, IPA, this right? this is a beer if you've bogeyed three holes in a row. This is the one to go to. If you've bur- <laughs> if you've birdied your eagle a few holes, IPA. Yeah, get that. Yeah, yeah. yeah if, if you had a bad round, I mean, I don't know about you guys. I'm 
what you'd probably consider ultra competitive. This would probably be the beer that I'd go to after a bad round because it is literally the darkest hour. Don't talk to me. <laughs> let, let me just sit myself in my sorrows. Uh, this is the darkest hour and I'll, I'll have one or two of these before going home and, um, you know, reconsidering why, why I exist. Now in terms of the can, uh, here we go. It's yeah. Light it up. Welcome. Light it up, Fife. Yeah. Light, light yeah. it up. You know me. Always <laughs> light it up. Um, so it is of a silhouette of a person in in the woods. Now um, I've I've golfed a few times, um, probably more than anybody else here, um, and um, let's just say I am one with nature when it comes to <laughs> golfing. Right. <laughs> I've been in the woods quite a few times. Um, so it's kind of like me in the woods trying to figure, trying to find my ball. Right. Yeah, yeah no, that's and that's the thing is I, I've, I've heard from other people that you've struggled to find your ball. Um, but again, producer comment, spot on, lots of complimenting uh, kind of flavors on this and the brewer's done a really good job of it. I think this beer could have gone sideways. It literally could have, you could have been under par uh, for the first nine and then grossly over par on the back nine. But this, this beer You've, you've rolled the course, you've done a good job, you know what to kind of expect with it. And they, they put the time and effort into it. And you can, you can tell with this is that mm-hmm. like complimenting flavors, nothing overpowering. You get this earthy vanilla kind of flavor. And the more I kind of drink it, that vanilla is really starting to come out. And I don't know mm-hmm. if you guys agree with that or not, but I, and I'm not a huge vanilla guy. But it's doing a good job because it, it's not overpowering, but it, it is starting to move forward. Maybe as it warms up, that's kind of coming through, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. that could be it. Or like, it's more air in it and it's yeah, just kind of moving yeah. the flavors. Air, it's better, yeah. For like sure. similar to other darker beers like a stout or a porter where you're probably drinking it warmer. Um, personally, I just took this right out of the fridge right before we opened it. So maybe right. that's why we're not getting, or personally, why I'm not getting as much flavors yeah. coming through. Your call. I'm definitely getting the earthiness just because I had it set up for a while because Saison's, you know, technically supposed to be drank a little bit warmer, like, you know, six degrees or whatever. Uh, but talking about flavors, let's go about the top five flavor profiles from Untapped. So I will do this and you guys can comment this time. You know, Sounds good. Throw, throw a wrench into things, right? Yep. Um, so number one is dark. It is. It not, is not really a flavor, but it is dark. Yeah. yeah, physically it's dark, but it doesn't taste like a dark beer per se you know what i mean like Correct, it's, yeah. it, it's not as heavy as a dark beer yep um so yeah that, like that's a good point if, right? if like, i if i didn't see like if you just open the blind, can and drank taste it test out, yeah like yep. i would say this is probably just and you told me it was a saison i'd probably say it's just a regular saison which is obviously much more pale than yeah, what we're looking sure. at here yep, yep. all right okay. so number two sweet which is kind of funny because it said it's kind of root beer without the sweetness right mm-hmm. so yeah what do you guys think about that um Again, I, I I don't see it. Like I yeah. I, I, I don't really see it. Um, I'm, I, I'm not getting an, a lot of sweetness, to be honest with you. And I don't want to judge the Untapped community, but I just I'm not but, really. But in we this, will. Yeah. yeah, I'm not. I'm not really <laughs> in, in this. I'm not in the sweet zone on this one, if you will. Okay. Are you in the roasty zone for number three? No, I'm not. Okay. Yeah, All me right. neither. Okay. <laughs> uh, so four yeasty. <laughs> So I, I, I think, can go many ways with this one. Yeah, I think I think again, if that chocolate profile is coming from the yeast, and again, I I think it is a little bit. Um, I could see that as a four, maybe a five. So okay. uh, I'd put I'd put it in there, sure. Okay, and number five would be spiced. 
Yeah. Maybe that's coming off the nutmeg. Mm-hmm. Maybe. But, yeah. but okay, so producer saying vanilla, earthy. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I think vanilla would be up there. I think earthy would be up there. As a Saison, uh, you expect a little bit more of that earthiness kind of flavor to kind of come through. Um, and with this is it's there, but it's not, it's not overpowering it. Like it's, it's not, I know it's not a flavor profile, but if I say gritty, you, do you guys kind of see where I'm kind of going with that yep. a little bit? I, I, I can yeah. tell you. Yeah, I get that. Okay. It kind of falls in with yeah. that earthy kind of stuff, right? Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, l- yeah, let, let's see what, uh, other people on, on top have to say about this beer. All right. So the first one we've got is Jeff J E F T E M. Uh, handle Jeff underscore Morales, uh, commented on October 26th, Interessant, applicable en français, which is English translates to interesting and approachable, which is rated at 3.75 out of the five. All right. Hmm. And I have the second one. Uh, so this is from Schiffer P. The handle is T Padbury. Uh, coming on April 9th, a crisp, flavorful saison, more roastery than a usual saison, which I will agree, definitely agree with. Um, he gave it a four to five. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. The, the well, roasty uh, part, I, I'm not fully in on, but I, I, all right, I'll give it to you. Well, saison yeah. usually aren't roasty, so that's why it's you know more roasty than your usual saison. Okay, fair, all right. fair enough. <laughs> all right, I'll I'll kick it off for us then. Um, I'm going to give this beer a three point five out of five. I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with this beer. It's just not really my style. You know, what? Yeah. I am on par with you, Chris. <laughs> I'm there also going to go to 3.5. Uh, again, there's nothing. It's not a terrible beer. I will. I will definitely have this beer again, but just nothing standing out for me to get it. You know, to that next level, if you will. Yeah. All right. So again, I kind of look at beers uh, in their kind of categories, and with something like this, I we really haven't had it. I think they did a really good job with it. So I'm, I'm going to give it a. Three seven five. Three seven five. It was between that and a four. I think it sits well at three seven five. And uh producer Justin is gonna also come in at three point seven five as well. So mathematics. We gotta we gotta add that up, don't we? We do. Oh, what where are we at? Tell me. Tell me where we're at. I can't do math right now. All right. Well, I got you. Do so it for me. I got you. So it's a three seven five three point eight one two five. So we're gonna we're gonna probably drop that down to a uh, three point seven five, right? So yep. we yes. do. So yes. we're gonna keep it as a three point seven five. Uh, overall, it was a three point eight one two five, but we'll do a three point seven five. But I don't know if the math actually checks out on that. Justin's a little bit uh, dark saison here, so three point seven five is what we're gonna give it. All right. That's all, all right. that matters. That's the all final, it is. Three point seven five. Yeah. All right, <laughs> Justin. I think you need to go back to the clubhouse, big guy. <laughs> oh, all right. God. So that's going to be it for Broken Stick and our reviews of their beers. Uh, Chris, roll us into the next one, big guy. Yeah. Up next, we're going to avoid all hazards, and we're going to talk about one of the sports that has seen an upswing since the beginning of the pandemic, which is golf. All right, so you know we're we're till the tail end here. You know, seventeenth Sawgrass. We're seeing their Island Green. We're so close. 
That's pretty uh, intimidating. Right? Anyway. So, <laughs> with Broken Stick being located on a golf yeah, With Broken Stick being located on a golf course, uh, it's only fitting that we talk about my second favorite sport to participate in since, well, uh, fastball hasn't been a thing since 2019. Um, so, that's golf. So, um, Chris, Tyler, how much have we golfed? Before. Now are we talking about a full <laughs> golf course. We're we talking mini putt. What are we getting at here? Because I, I I floated this idea with the baseball. Some of the baseball guys the other day. I'm thinking a pretty competitive mini putt competition. Well, a you know I'm in on that, but b <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking actual golf. All right, like I'm talking like 18 holes. You know, tee block, like fairway. I have golfed. In my 31 years plus existence, one <laughs> entire round of golf. Wow. Yes, and, I, and I was there for that. And that came last year out of desperation to get outside. <laughs> desperation to socialize with his friends. All right. Well, I I have golfed quite a bit. Um, so I haven't golfed actually very much in the last few years. I uh, haven't been able to get out. But I started golfing probably when I was like, eight or nine years old um and at one point i was doing like 25 30 rounds a year uh when i was like a teenager so i've i've golfed quite a bit uh i really enjoy it i wish i could get out more it's just honestly i don't have time (laughs) (laughs) fair enough right it happens right um so with so with me i started golfing i was about i think 11 like i had a junior membership i i golf if i didn't have baseball that night i went and golfed after four o'clock because then kids could go by themselves uh so i had a couple buddies i usually went with um and then when i went to college i totally got out of the game i literally did not see a golf course at all and uh, i hadn't i maybe golfed intermittently like once or twice a year um until you know kind of 2018 2019 kind of get back into it it's like oh yes i actually uh enjoy this and then 2020 I went hard, obviously, because it was one of the only things you could do uh, mm-hmm. because of COVID. I uh, went pretty hard, and now I'm uh, my handicap, I'm like a thir- 12, 13 handicap, which is what matters. So Nice. So producer Justin um, did a lot more uh, golfing when he was in elementary and high school uh, as opposed to now. Yep. And, uh, you know, uh, naturally, time and cost are, are a barrier, right? So we've kind yeah. of transitioned in this adult life where we have different responsibilities and different uh, bills that we have to pay. Um, but, I mean, there are different apps out there that you can go ahead and see what kind of last-minute deals there are on, on golfing. So perhaps Justin might get out there on the course. Uh, the links, if you will. Yes. Yeah, Golf golf Now is a great app to uh, utilize. If you, you know, at 2 o'clock on a Friday afternoon say, hey, I want to go golfing and you live close to a golf course, then uh, go nuts, right? Um, so but, has anybody had it? Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, you know what, like for myself, I just, I didn't golf much. Um, it's not like I was a, a power hitter in baseball, but I, I really tried to focus on my swing because I, I was a righty and then I became a lefty. So I really want to focus on that and not kind of like undercut the baseball. So as we know with, with some of us here is that we, we do play competitive fastball at, at a competitive kind of level. And I really didn't want to kind of start undercutting the baseball. So I really stayed away from golf as much as possible, um, especially when I bat on my non-strong or my non-dominant side to begin with, right? So yeah. um, now that we haven't really been playing as much, last year was a fun time. I mean, we, we got up to the golf course. We had some beers. Um, 
it would have been nice if there was a brewery that was actually on hand as well. Uh, yeah. so I, I mean, there, there was one down the road, but still, yeah, not as, like, but it wasn't right as broken. There. It wasn't broken stick, right? Yeah, so, yeah. It wasn't on the property, <laughs> right? So, so that's kind of just where where I'm kind of coming from with that. Now, my whole life, I've kind of been the outsider because a lot of my friends. Uh, they golf like uh, my co-best man. So there's Chris and, the, and then Matt, my other co-best man. He is a avid golfer and goes out all the time, gets a golf membership, and he'll be out there literally three, four nights a week when, when uh, restrictions are relaxed. So I, I never went in high school, but they all did, and I got left behind. Almost kind of wishing you almost did now, right? Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. But you know what? It 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 is what it is. And the one thing of like – Memberships can be cost because like a junior membership is like, you know, 300 bucks kind of somewhere in there. But then you get to like a men's membership and you're looking or, you know, women's membership or family membership. You're looking right. like 13, 1400, which is a lot of money to put up if, you know, you don't have a you know steady income savings, et cetera. Right. So, yeah. Plus, you're also looking at minimum purchases at the clubhouse. Um, you will like be that. buying beers. Yeah. While, well, yeah. not even just that, but like equipment, too. Right. Like yep. if, you're yep. not, if you don't have your own set of golf clubs, I mean, you're probably spending three, four hundred for a basic set anyways. And um, as we talked previously in the bottle shop episode, uh, Brett, you're only allowed three hundred dollar uh, visa limit. So I don't even know oh, if yes. you could even buy any clubs. Like, uh, I, just- I actually fun story about that. I bought a driver. Uh, new Callaway driver, and um, it took seven days to ship from Mississauga to here for some stupid reason. So right. apparently, they should have used the same service that Broken Stick used. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Yeah, we um, would have got it next day. So I ordered it um, the Monday before the lockdown. So then, it actually, shipped to my house like the next Monday. So it's literally been sitting in my golf bag. I haven't even taken it out to use it yet. That's probably better for, <laughs> better for the club. You know, it doesn't have to endure yeah. all those missed yeah. uh, yeah. strikes of the ball. So, so. Okay. Uh, any fun experience what we've had golfing? I know, you know, lots of people like to, you know, get drunk on the golf carts and tip them or not. I'm not that person. But uh, Chris, you look like you have a story. Yeah. Well, the only thing, and it was, it didn't involve me personally, but I was golfing with uh, one of my friends. Um, I'll shut him out. Trevor, he, not the same Trevor that appeared on the, on one of the producer specials. Um, but we were playing a course and he actually eagled a par five while I was playing with him, which I have not witnessed any other time other than that. Oh, so good for him. it was pretty awesome. He drove the green in two and he was about five feet from the cup and then wow. sank the putt. So yeah, it was pretty awesome. Great job, Trevor. Yes, yeah. good job, Trevor. Yes, um, <laughs> I've came uh, three inches to a hole in one before. Uh, it was actually at the 18th hole at the St. Mary's uh, Golf and Country Club. Um, it was actually the last hole I golfed last year. I probably should just give it up. I thought it was a uh, just kind of had like an uphill green, so I thought it was actually in the hole. So I was pretty excited. I was celebrating pretty <laughs> hard. And then the defeat when you walk up there and see that the ball is actually not in the cup. But yeah. right beside it. Yeah, uh, I, I've I've never really had any fun experience, I guess, except for that one time and the only time I've been <laughs> out. Uh, so it's also uh, coincidentally my 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 funnest time. But we did have some beers. We had a good time, and Absolutely. you know what? It's a it's a show, social sport, and we've we kind of talked a little bit about curling in the past and whatnot. And yep. again, a social sport. It it was enjoyable uh, to get out with the boys. Yes. So does anybody follow along with the PJ Tour? I know. No. Uh, Watch Masters and U.S. Open. <laughs> Bryson DeChambeau, Dustin Johnson, Justin yeah. Thomas. Oh, maybe it's producer Justin Thomas. Maybe that's what we have. That's what it is. Oh, you know, maybe. You know what? I, I do watch a little bit of golf just to kind of pass some time. Uh, well, let's let's talk about somebody who's close to uh, Perth County there, right? Yes. 
Corey Connors. Corey Connors. You got her. He's been having a, he's been having a good time lately on the PGA tour for sure. Ed, I just saw the other day, Mike, we were one of, uh, yes. Champions uh, tour event. Senior tournament. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know what? I, I, I pay attention a little bit, but again, it's, it's not something that I'm kind of, uh, two feet in on, but I do pay attention and I do enjoy watching it from time to time just to kind of pass the day along. Absolutely. So what about video games? Like, I know, you know, Tiger Woods, EA sports, PGA used to be a big thing back in the day. Uh, I have PGA 2K21. Like, I'm in an online society with a few of my buddies. So, um, it's, it's fun for sure. Uh, Golden Tea. Like, who hasn't played Golden Tea in their day? <laughs> right. Golden yeah. Imperial City when they open up, when they open yeah, up again. I, 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 was say, I was gonna say, didn't Imperial City have Golden Tea? Um, so me, I always lag behind on the video game. So I remember playing, uh, like Tiger Woods 09 on PS2. Uh, just absolutely <laughs> yesterday. Uh, he played it yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Yesterday. Absolutely demolishing that game. Like I would be like 50 under in a tournament. It'd nice. be amazing. Yeah. I haven't got anything. I'm going to wait for the new one. Like I do have a PS five. And so I'm just kind of waiting for that next gen game to kind of come out. But I did find that, uh, golf games on PlayStation were quite enjoyable again, relaxing. And now I'm going to go ahead and maybe get some of these broken stick beers and uh, every three or four holes, I'm going to have a beer. So you know what? What, what, what about a, what about a wee golf tournament like producer Justin wants? Oh, to do. there you go. That's yeah. it. That's it. If whenever I can whip out the wee, I'm all for it. You know. <laughs> there you go. All right. So that looks like we're done, right? We should probably go I, to the 19th hole, finish this up, and get on our way home, eh, boys? Let's, let's do, do it. it. All right. that's all for today's episode thanks for listening keep on listening every other thursday as craft beer connoisseurs releases a new episode and on our off thursdays for a producer special so make sure to tell your friends family and tag and tag woods y'all because <laughs> oh, obviously you know in rehab he needs something to listen to so there you, you do it <laughs> oh man all right so from all of us and producer justin i'm chris i'm brett and i'm tyler and together, we're craft beer connoisseurs.